This episode of Congratulations is brought to you by the Cash App. Do you want to get $5 and also give $5 to charity? Uh, of course you do, because you're a good person. Do you want to buy and sell Bitcoin instantly or get your paycheck deposited right into the app? Uh, then uh, you got to use uh, the Cash App. I use it all the time. I actually used it today. And uh, all the babies, rightfully so, are downloading the Cash App, which is why it's the number one finance app in the App Store. So uh, download the free Cash App for iOS or Android now. <laughs> Good to go, man. We're in uh, episode 64. Uh, and congratulations. Here we go, my babies. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, got back from, let's see, where was I on the road? I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be, wait, every time I do this episode, every time I do new episodes now, I'm going to be doing, uh, by the way, I'm live on the first 10 minutes of the, on my app, uh, only for the subscribers this time. So uh, you're getting a sneak preview of, of, of the episode that's coming out tomorrow, uh, which is now, if you're listening to it, no matter what. But um, I was, uh, I, I, I'm going to be doing, because I'm on the Follow the Leader Tour, which is my tour, uh, and I'm doing um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the road. So I will be on the road a lot um, coming back from each episode. E each, each week I'll be saying like, hey, I'm back, you know. I won't have just be like, I've been in L.A. So I was in, let's see, what did I do? I hit Pittsburgh, which was great. Um, and then I went to Cleveland. And I did a show for the students at some university that's like Case something university, you know? One get, one get of knows it. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and then I went to Dayton, which was cool. And... Uh, you know, we, it was, it was really good. It was a nice little, I, I, I always, it always trips me out how close Pittsburgh is to Cleveland. And that's why the rivalry makes sense, but it's like two hours away. It's like, it's like sitting in LA traffic to go to the beach. That's how fucking, that's how close it is. Um, but Pittsburgh was cool. All, all of all, all, I, I hit Pittsburgh and then I hit Cleveland. So Pitt, Pittsburgh was like, ah, you going to Cleveland? I'm sorry. And then Cleveland was like, Hey, sorry, you were in Pittsburgh. Like, you know, I, and I, and then when I got to Cleveland, people said, Hey, sorry. They said, sorry, sorry. Why? They said, I, I said, where were you? I said, Pittsburgh. They said, why? I said, you know, that's what they said when I said I was coming to Cleveland and slammed you. And I did a secret slam, but it was what we call an inquisitive slam because I was like, did you know that's what they said about that? Like I was, I put it on you. It was an inquisitive slam, but, um, talk about slamming though, dude, I was on a, the flight back. And I was slamming people left and right on Twitter, dude, because I get bored. You know, Daddy gets bored when he's on, when he's on the road and he's on the on the plane. He gets bored. You know, he's always sitting next to a fucking sixty-five-year-old man. He has got nothing in common with because he's a young buck. He's a young buck. You know, he's very young. He's he's he's, you know, he's 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 made a name for himself, but he's still young. He's still climbing. He's not the top wolf yet. He's the wolf right under that top wolf, looking up at that wolf, being like, "I'm still hungry." Right? I don't know what fucking proverb that is i think arnold schwarzenegger probably said it on pumping iron or something it's better than coming i get to come every day have you ever seen pumping iron where arnold schwarzenegger is like arnold schwarzenegger is like it's better than coming you, you i'm coming every day you get the pump but it's better than coming i get to come every day i get to come in the morning i get to come in the night every time i work out i'm coming ah uh, governor 
became governor. You know, why didn't anybody who was running against Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor just say, we can't have Arnold Schwarzenegger governing fucking California. And then and then black and white. This is why. And he just says, I come every day. We can't have Arnold Schwarzenegger as the governor of California. Here's why. It's better than coming. I'm coming every day. I'm coming in the night. Are your kids safe with Arnold Schwarzenegger governing California? I come in the morning. <laughs> oh, shit, man. It ain't safe, 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 it ain't safe. It's pretty safe, okay? Hey, Jeezy. It's pretty safe. By the way, I'm going to call him Geezy. Sadad humor. You guys like Geezy? Yeah, you heard this rapper, Geezy? Yeah, the kids like Geezy. It ain't safe, 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 it ain't safe. Eh, it's safe. It's fine. It ain't safe for the black, for the white girls. It ain't safe, 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 it ain't safe. I don't mention Asian girls. I don't mention the Indian girls. Only the black and the white girls. And it's safe, it's safe, it's safe, it's safe. For the Indian girls, it's safe. Um, so, uh, anyway, uh, I, I, speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, the day before I left for the follow the leader tour in the Midwest edition, Pittsburgh Midwest edition, um, I heard, I, I just was trying to fall asleep because I had a fucking one of those ungodly early hour flights. It was like a fucking early o'clock. Sadad humor. And uh, it was, oh, dark 30. Eh? Sadad humor. And, um, dude, when I was a kid, my fucking friend, one of my friend who ended up uh, dating the girl I was dating and backstabbed me, um, thought it was so funny that one time somebody said, oh, dark 30 to, for it to be early in the morning. And then he thought it was so funny. And I never thought it was funny. And I've literally said it. Oh, I've said it since, even though I don't think it's funny. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, I I turned on the TV because I couldn't sleep because I knew I had to get up in like three hours. You know, and you have to do that shit. And you're just like, come on, body, come on. And then you just turn on the TV and Terminator was on, the original one. And I, I, I it's been so long since I've seen that movie that I just was like, I let myself watch it again. And it's so good. That movie is so good. And so I was like, I'm going to watch the second one. I'm going to download the second one and download the third one. And so I did that, and I watched him on the plane. The second one is, uh, you know, even better. The second one is one of the best movies of all time, you know, especially when it comes to, like, futuristic uh, robot shit or, like, um, uh, um, action even or whatever. The third one that I watched on the way to Cleveland, and that – it's so weird tonally what happens to a movie when a director stops doing it and then another director tries to do it. Like James Cameron is is an amazing director, and I, whoever directed the third one, it was just not the same, you know. And it was like Claire Danes was in it, and 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 Nick Stahl was in it, and and they're great actors, but it just seemed, I don't know, it seemed off, you know. Like casting that guy Patrick, well, who's the guy who played the T one thousand, Robert Patrick, like that was such a good choice, you know. And like, but it was like off beat it wasn't like a he wasn't a star 
he was just like him, the guy that they wanted to cast, and he was perfect. And they tried to cast him supermodel for the ter- they called her the Terminatrix, Sapandering. Ah, and she was like so hot. And in the first ten, in the first ten minutes of the movie, like the cop pulls her over, and she makes her own titties bigger because she sees a Victoria's Secret ad. Hey. That's when I fucking was like, "Oh come on!" I rolled my eyes on the plane. I went, I broke the third wall to nobody, and I went, "Look at this." Hey. She made her titties bigger because she saw a Victoria's Secret ad, and it said, "What is sexy?" And the cop came up, and she was, and her titties went. Burp. Terminatrix sexual dude and she had this red leather outfit on the whole time like blend in hey blend in it was a supermodel that they they cast man she was fucking badass though she could that's the thing dude when you make the best one and then you just try to up like she would like like the T-1000 First of all, getting into dorky territory, but the T one thousand was the kind of person was the person was was a robot was was liquid metal. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, he's more advanced than me. He's liquid metal. How? He's liquid metal. How? How? And then and then he was like, uh, and then and then they were like, well, how do we? The studio heads were like, well, we don't have James Cameron. Well, how do we make it to the, be the fucking? How do we make it be the the, the shit? And they were like, well, how, what if she could also shoot weapons and stuff? Oh, yeah. And then it was like she was making her armed flamethrowers and buzzsaws. And it was the same movie as the second one, only more. That's like what franchises do to try to... And then it was just not... I wasn't into it, but I'm going to watch the fucking rest of them. I'm going to watch number four and number five. And then James Cameron's coming back for number six. He didn't do any of them. And and this is what I love about the fucking franchise. They made They tried to reboot it. And do number four, and it didn't really do as well as they thought. The one with Christian Bale that was just like uh, that, where he flipped out on the scene, on the on the set with the what? What was the fucking thing you were saying? No, man. What, is, what was he saying? Good for you. Good for you. Just, I agree with Christian Bale, but he flipped out. That flip out thing was so funny, dude. Um, and uh, and so then that didn't really do as well as I thought. Then they wanted to reboot it, and they did it with the fucking the girl from uh, what's that Game of Thrones? And then that was just apparently it panned. And so they now they're they're like fuck it. And now James Cameron was like, you know what? I'm just actually going to make the third one. He's doing now the fucking third one. That's so fucking. That's, by the way, that's, that is the most boss move I've ever heard of all time. He's like, yeah, go ahead, run with it, make the money, I'd pay me for the fucking thing, I'll be the fucking overseer, I'm not really doing it, go ahead, make your fucking silly little movies. And then one day he was like, gonna make another Terminator, gonna make number three, fuck the ones you made. Uh-huh. That's so baller. That's so fucking hilarious to me. You know what it is, dude? You know what it fucking for real is? That's what it is. Dude, that's what it is. When they're like, when they're like, when he's like, hey, uh, so James Cameron, we'd like to make T- T3? And he's like, oh, let me think for a second. Nah. 
That's what he did. Oh, let me think real quick. You know what? Give me a moment just to think of that. Meh. And then, and then they were like, oh, okay, well, can we do it anyway? And he just goes like this. Mm, pay me. And then he, as he lights, what was that Saturday Night Live th- skate where he lights a cigar with a fucking $100 bill? That's what he was doing. And then he was like, uh, and then he was like, and then they were like, okay, okay, cool. And then they made it and it didn't, it did fine. And they were like, we should make maybe a fourth one. And he goes like this, nah, go ahead, make it, pay me. And then they were like, oh, can we make a fifth one? Can we reboot it? He was like, nah, make it, but pay me. And they were like, uh, okay. And then it didn't do that well. And then, and then one day he just calls up whoever the fuck is doing the movie, the, 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 the production, the fucking studio. Hello. Hey, it's Cameron. We're making number three. And they're like, uh, and they're like, okay, yes, Cameron, yes, James Cameron, whatever you say. And then he's like, okay, cool. And they're like, is John? And then, and then they're like, is, is, (laughs) and they're like, is it going to be about John Connor or is it going to be have? Is it going to have that Reese guy in it or whatever? And he just goes like this. Hmm. Uh, let me think. Uh. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. Message C12. You know James Cameron gets so many blowjobs, it's unbelievable. While watching his movies. And cries. Cries while watching Titanic. And then, and also gets so many blowjobs while watching other people's movies that aren't comedies and laughs at them so hard until he's laughing so hard that his like tears are coming out of his eyes and, and, and but he's getting blowjobs and he's just like, ha, ah, 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 like watching movies that people think are good and like were critically acclaimed. And he's just like, ah, ah, oh, fuck, ah, that was good. And, and hasn't sincerely hasn't also, even though he's getting a blowjob, hasn't had an orgasm since 1997. Like gets recreational head, like and watches sci-fi movies that people thought that people think are good. Like watches The Matrix, and and especially the third one, like Revolutions, and he's just like, <laughs> look at the fucking twins in the white suits, ah, ah, while he's getting sucked, and the car goes and hits the fucking, you know where it hits the twins or no hits Neo. Ooh. And he's just like, ah, 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 ah. and then after the blow, he's like, "Okay, I'm done, sweetie," because he doesn't have an orgasm. He's like, oh, "I'm calling this, ah, I'm calling the studio. I just got inspired." Hey, fuckheads, we're doing number three. Oh, really, James Cameron? Is it about John Connor? And then only responds to email to the studio from then on. <laughs> It's better than coming. It's better than coming. How many times also were they trying to redo the line, I'll be back? Like the first time they did it, I'll be back. And then the second time they did it, and he's like, I'll be back. Or no, the second time he said, I'm back. And then the third one, when the Terminatrix is coming, he says, She's back. Uh, I mean, come on, dude. The, I mean, no doubt in the fourth one, I didn't see it, but he's going to say, they're back. Yeah. And then the fifth one, he's literally looking at someone's back and he says, he's back. 
I mean, come on, dude. Make up new Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, and in the third one, he isn't even taught this, but he looks at a clerk and he says, Talk to the hand. Hey. Come on, talk to the hand. Um But they're good. You know, that's it's it's like they're pop you know, the pop the first two were actually really good. The third one was a popcorn movie, whatever. Um But it's all good. It's all good. Um I just feel like I don't know. Hey, what's the uh did you get the email from the, the guy from San Diego? Remember you sent me that? Send me that again because I want to read that on the podcast. That was so funny. Um, uh, so uh, anyway, by the way, uh, enough about Terminator. Let's see. I was talking about uh, the Starbucks arrest. And um, everyone's like, boycott. Star-. This is what outrage culture is, Okay. So some asshole racist person who works at Starbucks. Now, they call because these two black guys are hanging out, not purchasing anything at Starbucks, which is the meeting place in all of America. If you got to meet somebody, you say, meet me at a Starbucks. Okay? You go and you wait. Um, and And so they go do this. And they, I'm sorry, I'm getting something queued up because I want to do a fucking stupid-ass joke later. Anyway. Um, And they go to this Starbucks and this this racist uh, employee calls the cops and the cops arrest these two black guys just for hanging out. They were waiting for somebody. And while they're getting arrested, the other guy shows up and he's like, what the fuck's going on? I was, they were waiting for me. And they're like, and and whatever. It's it's complete. It's definitely racist. It's it's racial profiling, and it's it's terrible. Okay, and yeah, I understand that there's a whole system involved where it's you know racism is a problem. It's not it's not just this one person that does this, but people are saying that are like boycott Starbucks, boycott all Starbucks. This is this is the problem with with the outrage culture is that it's not Starbucks' fault. It's it's genuinely not Starbucks' fault. It's this person's fault. Now I get, you know, to clip a, a racist out of a, 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 that, that that's not doing anything. You, you got to get to the root of the problem. But saying there were people online. I, I put out this tweet. What was it? I put out this tweet that was just um, don't you know? Uh, it's not. I, I wrote people. People just don't listen on Twitter too. They just don't listen on Twitter. I said, why are they, why are people saying Starbucks is racist? It was the one, it was that one employee who was racist. It's not like Starbucks tells them to arrest black people. They just serve terrible coffee. Be mad at that. Okay. Like Starbucks can't be in control of everybody's mind that works for it. Obviously they don't want to hire racist people. I, I, I mean, unless I'm completely wrong and the head of Starbucks is, is Stacey Keach from fucking American History X. And... So I was saying that, and somebody wrote me, why do you feel it's important not to make larger connections about systemic racism and instead keep it solely about interpersonal interactions? What's at stake for you in not acknowledging the issue is larger than one manager? And I said, it sure is bigger than one person, but that's, that is not Starbucks' fault. If you think it is, then you're a problem, not me. And then I wrote to the same person, oh, wait, you have those short bangs and shit. Now I get why you're saying this. Because, of course, you had those fucking short-ass bangs. But it's like, it's like, 
it's so it's such a liberal thing where they're like, oh, I'll fucking I, I, I'll make I'll make it I'll make it about the biggest possible issue I can. I could like fucking shit my pants, and people and and a liberal would be like, well, you know, the problem is in our food. And you're like, no, I just I I should have got it to a bathroom. No, the problem is in the companies that provides our food. How liberal can you be? I get that there is a systematic race, uh, systemic. What the fuck is the word? Systemic racism. But like, Starbucks isn't the system in place making people racist. It's larger than Starbucks. So when I say, as a comedian, by the way, making a joke about how bad their coffee is, and then people, and then someone else is like, uh, uh, what did they say? Well, you're saying syst- systemic racism isn't a problem? Eh. I said that four times it was a problem. Here. Why are you so mad about this and not the fact Starbucks fucked up? Starbucks didn't fuck up. They didn't fuck up. I wrote because Starbucks didn't fuck up. I'm mad about outrage culture. It's so annoying and awful. Fire that scumbag who called the cops. You're trying to go to fucking um, uh, Starbucks and fucking... You can't because, God damn, I can't pick up the fucking thing here. I got to stop doing these fucking music cues. They're never up on time. I wanted to fucking do a thing about how you can't go to Starbucks because it ain't safe. It ain't safe, but I, whatever, dude, you get the raw shit. Hey, how about how music videos have 122 million views, dude? Who watches music videos on YouTube? Who's doing that? I, I, you know what? I, I, kids, I guess? I don't know. I don't fucking know. I like, I like, I, I, here's the thing. I like, get it. I'm not talking about the Starbucks thing anymore. I want to go back to Terminator. I, I, fucking, I like movies that nail it. I like movies. Here's the thing. I like sci-fi movies. My buddy's talking about Star Wars, Star Trek. I don't, I can't fucking watch Star Wars, Star Trek, okay? To me, here's what I figured out. I like the movies that are about things in the future that I could see happening. I can't like a movie. I was telling this to the group chat today. Star, Star, Star Wars, dude, like, I don't want to hear how come every fucking movie that's a like a a, a sci-fi fucking or a or like a Lord of the Rings type or a Star Wars they always have the scene where like there's a fucking older guy who's like either alien or some shit that's got like a cape and a fucking staff and 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 the younger guy has to go to this fucking guy with the staff and the guy's like well when there's good versus evil good is the hard thing to do evil is the easy thing to do so being good is hard work and the young guy's like oh and they go to this guy with the fucking staff i don't if i will never watch if i watch a movie and a guy shows up with a staff i'm out i'm out of the fucking movie dude i can't watch this fucking movie 
always a guy talking about good and evil with a staff and a cape and a fucking he's half alien or some shit. And he's always in a large room with a with a with a with a comfortable as shit chair. Right. Like a large domed ceiling thing with a big fucking uh, 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 window that sees either scrolling hills or outer space. And he's just like breaking it the fuck down. And he's got the comfy ass chair. By the way, the room's got nothing in it but that big ass comfy chair. Who the fuck would want to be in that room? If this guy who's knows everything and it has all the money in the world or whatever the fuck goods and gets fucking sucked off left and right. Why the fuck is he going to be alone in a room with a comfy chair? And that's it. The guy doesn't have satellite TV. Maybe sometimes he's got like grapes and cheese near him, but that's it. If, a, if a, I can't stand movies where there's a character with a guy and a staff, that's what I broke it down to. And he turns around and he's always in the preview too. And he turns around and he's just like, well, you know, good and evil and time travel. And if you put a vest with a bunch of pockets on it, take a hike. Put on a vest with a bunch of pockets and take a fucking hike. How many things you need to bring when you're hiking? You know, the vest with all the fucking pockets on it. What are you bringing? A compass? A phone? A fucking... A canteen that clips on it anyway. You're not using the pocket. Those were the string of texts that I was sending to the fucking... uh, I'll just read them. This is what I was saying. And I try I I wrote uh any movie where there is some super fucking super knowledgeable older nah. I wrote any movie where there is some fucking super knowledgeable older alien man with a cape on that walks around with a staff fucking blows elephant cocks till the cows come home. <laughs> and then one of the people wrote, ha, 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 ha. And then I wrote, or honestly, any character with a staff. Fuck movies with people who use staffs. It's not noble. It's not good. I wrote, fuck, I hate that. Anytime some movie wants to beat you over the head with some bullshit good versus evil thing, they give some guy a staff and make him say it all slowly and shit. And I wrote, interior, huge floating vessel, nighttime always. A guy with an old staff. Humans are evil by nature. It is harder to do good. That's what separates the weak from the strong. A lot of music cut. A lot of music plays, then cut to a lot of scene. A scene with lasers, and then I wrote. And why do they have to sit in a big lonely chair? Yeah, those characters always just have some big ass lonely chair. They are sitting in a huge room. Who the fuck would want to do that? Is boring as shit. Just sit in some big-ass echoey room with nothing in it and wait for some asshole to come in that needs advice about good and evil? Yeah, dude, for real. I agree with me. I always wait for... Oh, and then I wrote... At, at, literally one minute later, I always wait for the food to come out to fart on the plane. It's amazing how much food smells like farts if you think about it. You ever do that? Food comes out and you're like, dude, when food comes out, imagine it's farts. That's all I'm saying. Mind blown. 
God, I don't fart. I don't. I'm kidding about that, but like farting on a plane is some gangster shit. Farting on some gang, some plane. Part, farting on a plane. And raising your hand. It was me, everybody. Enjoy the fart particles. Um. Yeah. I I was I, every time I walk around. Uh, let me do an ad break first. You get your babies. Oh shit. Um. <clears throat> hey guys, have you heard of a little thing called eHarmony? Because it's a big thing. All right. Um. If you're uh, if you've tried or you're trying online dating, chances are you've run into. Lazy text messages, dead-end conversations, random matches that don't turn into dates, all right? Uh, Well, guess what? We developed a profile on eHarmony, and we did it for one fire. And we're going to see how it goes with him. And I was with him. We were creating this profile, and it was really easy and uh, fun. We we made a nice little profile for him, and uh, we're going to see how it goes for him. So, hey, if you're on eHarmony... Maybe you'll you'll match with uh, Juan Fire. Who knows? Love is in the air, uh, you know. Um, but Eid Harmony takes steps that other dating sites don't in order to find you a more compatible match. I mean, uh, it's built to help you find lasting, meaningful relationships. It's not a shallow hookup site like some of the other ones. Uh, and they have helped over a million people find their perfect match. Dude, that's a lot of people. That's also cool. It also love enriches your life, man. When you find a partner and you love them, this is this is 2018. I don't know anybody that doesn't meet anybody online. This is the way to do it. Uh, because it's a real thing. Like I said, it's not a hookup site. eHarmony uses decades of science, data, and psychological research to send you the right matches. eHarmony brings compatible people together. Now, right now, my listeners can get a free month with eHarmony when they sign up for a three-month subscription. Enter my code, congrats, at checkout. <clears throat> Stop waiting and start your journey, journey to a satisfying, meaningful relationship. It can be fun to play around with online dating apps, but when you're ready to fall in love with someone and have a meaningful relationship, there's only one app that's built to bring you real love, and that's eHarmony. Come see how eHarmony can change your life Go to eHarmony.com and get started. Enter my code CONGRATS at checkout. Square Cash. If you haven't heard, we've switched to the Cash app. It's the simplest way to pay people back. Friends, family, babies, Terminatrixes. Sending and receiving money is totally free and fast. And most payments can be deposited directly into your bank account in just a few seconds. And did you know that the Cash app lets you do way more than that? Now you can even buy and sell Bitcoin instantly. Get your paycheck deposited right into the app. Pull money out of the ATM with the free custom cash card or use it to spend anywhere you like. You really won't find a more useful finance app out there. I legitimately, hand to God, used it today. Now, when you download the cash app, $5 goes to you and $5 goes to Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. So if you're passionate about that, that's really good. And if you're passionate about helping, that's really good. And even if you're just trying to get points with God, it's still good. Download the free cash app for iOS or Android now. And... uh 
I, I, look, I use it all the time. I use it above all the other apps. Uh, the other, some of the other apps are fine, but this one is definitely the best one. It's the quickest. You can do it over texting. Uh, I did it over texting uh, just today. Uh, you just go into the text field of the app and you click it and you select a pro- the, however much money you owe somebody and then you send it off. Um, so that's what's up. Uh, anyway, uh, so I, uh, I, I, every time I walk to the airport on a Sunday, I notice this bugs me. This bugs the shit out of me. Okay. And I don't even know if it's fair that it bugs me or not because they can do whatever they want. They're their own company. By the way, here's what I believe. Look, when I, I see, I see the hustle and bustle of the airport. I see, uh, every store open. But Chick-fil-A is never open on Sunday, okay? Now, I want to give Chick-fil-A a ruby red fuck you for that. Now, I don't eat Chick-fil-A, okay? I don't eat Chick-fil-A because it's unhealthy. That's it. That's the reason. I made a decision a while ago. This is America. And if a company supports something that I don't agree with, that's as far as I go. I go, you know what? Fuck that company, fuck that company. But if I like the product, look, they can do whatever they want. Companies, it's like free speech. You're free to fucking say, look, I don't agree. Here's the thing about the the, the Roseanne thing. She voted for Trump. Uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, you shouldn't endorse Roseanne. Get her show off the air. That's un-American. She can vote for whoever she wants to. She can vote for whoever she wants to. She can be outspoken for whoever she wants she does not deserve to get her show taken off the air because of who she voted for and who she's outspoken about. That's the most un-American thing. I want people to vote for who they want to vote for. I don't want people to vote for who I want them to vote for. I was never like that, man. You know, I want, if somebody, I was always like that coming up with as an open micer. I never said, hey, can I get on your show? If you want me to be on your show, You'll ask me to be on your show. You know, guys Guys, bug me to open for me. They don't bug me. They ask. Hey, can I open for you? I'll ask you. That's how I feel. I was talking about this with Hassan Minaj because we disagreed about it. Um, we did a show together. And we were hanging. We had some dinner. Mm. And uh, he was bringing up some good points. He was like, well, I was really shy when I was coming up. And people said to me now that, like, you know, he was saying, like, now that he has some sort of following – People would say, like, why didn't you just ask me to open for me? I would have loved it. He was like, and I just was shy, and I know people are shy. That's a good point. But still, I feel like if people will ask you, like, don't – it's the whole thing, like, if you're in L.A. trying to submit for agents, like, they'll just – you'll get represented if you're good and you work hard. You will. That's how you know also it's working. You know what I'm saying? Hey, vote for me. Hey, vote – you know, these – Fucking breaking it down to the dumbest level, these chicks. Vote for me, Maxim's Hot 100. (laughs) Yeah, I'll do that. Hey, chicks. Hey, will you tweet my link out? I'm trying to get the... What? You trying to get it legit? Fuck it. I want people to vote for me if they want to vote for me. I don't want to convince anybody. This is why I can never run for president. I don't want to convince anybody. They like me if they like me. If you don't like me, put a vest with a bunch of fucking pockets on it. Take a hike. 
put on some fucking boots with some high socks, get some fucking nice khaki cargo shorts, put a bunch of put a vest with a bunch of pockets on it, get a net hat and go near a river. I don't want I I, I was always like that, dude. If I'm dating someone and they're like, you know what, I think I want to see other people, case closed. My hands are tied. See ya. I can't. My hands are tied now. Case closed. Go to lunch. I don't. I'm not into it. And that's not to say if a girl, I, I still, if I like the girl, if I love the girl, and she does that, it's still, I'm heartbroken. But I don't want to, dude. I've been in relationships where they say, oh, I want to be in an open relationship now, and I say, oh, well, okay. You know, what am I going to convince you to not? What? You don't want it. You don't want it. Say the fuck Nara. I'm out. Kakunk. I was with a girl once and she was like, I saw Oprah and she had on somebody that had an open relationship. And maybe we should try that. That was it. Wee! I jumped off a building. In my mind, in the relationship. I jumped off the relationship building. I don't mean I was, like, suicidal. Wee! I did my own stunts. You know? Life's too fucking short. Although I do like the bit where Chris Rock is like, life is longer than a motherfucker. Because it is. Because life is long, dude. They're all made of moments that are very, very quick. That's the thing. But life is long as fuck. And if you do it right, it's better than coming. By the way, it was National Fucking Sibling Day the other day. Hey, days, go fuck yourself. When I, when I see people post, hey, sorry, almost forgot. Here's one of me and my brother, National Sibling Day. Day, okay. National Sibling Day, hey, sit on this. Bounce around a little bit. For those of you not watching the podcast, I got my middle finger up. I got my middle finger up. How the fuck am I supposed to do that? Stick my eyeballs out and turn it around. What's that fucking? Stick it out like a green ring hand with an orange thumb. Like national. Oh, sorry, guys. Almost forgot National Sibling Day. Oh, dude. You know what? I was actually pissed at you until you until you apologized. Thanks for posting a picture with you and your sis. <laughs> When people say shit like that, I just want to go, fuck my mouth. Just to stop them and have them be like, oh, excuse, excuse me. Did you know it's National Pizza Day? It's National Sibling Day? It's National Hamster Day? It's National fucking Air Max Day? It's National Bald Men Association Day? It's National fucking, oh, fuck my mouth. Instead of those days, fuck my mouth. Hey, where's fuck my mouth day? I want someone to fuck my mouth so I don't have to hear this shit and I'll be traumatized over it. <laughs> but Chick-fil-A is not open on Sundays and that's bullshit. Because I don't like Chick-fil-A though because they like didn't the guy the head of the didn't he donate to some anti-gay shit and then he's like not open Sunday because he's a he's a, like a Christian like hey dude. Hey, welcome to Backwardsville. That's the most age-old shit that's the most age-old problem there is, is just, is just, yeah, I'm religious, I'm Christian, I love everybody, but also, don't be this way. And I judge you, but I love it, but I love you, and you're going to hell, 
But, you know, do what you want. Look, you want to go to hell? All good. Just don't be around my daughter. Like, go fuck yourself, man. How about this? I can't be religious until that shit stops. If all that shit stops, I'll tell you what. If all that shit stops, I'll buy a fucking one of those big-ass religious hats that looks like a cock that just goes high up that bishops wear. I'll walk around all slow. Every pope walks around so fucking slow. And I'm, I'm not even telling you. Like, I know you're like, oh, because he's old. No, it's not. That motherfucker walks slow since, since he walked. How religious is it to walk slow? You ever seen a religious guy run? Nah. They don't run. They don't fucking run at all. They walk around all slow, taking in Christ. How religious is it to go take a walk and talk with somebody? Would you like to go get some fresh air? Who said that that never believed in God? Nobody's ever said that that hasn't believed in God. Would you like to go take, take a walk for some fresh air? Talk about some sins? Are you gay? Okay, let's go then. I love everybody. I mean, beer day, national pet day, national make lunch count day, national wear your pajamas to work day. These are all in April. Look-alike day? Get the fuck out of here. You know there's a twins day too. Fuck you. Picnic day? Imagine celebrating all of these, being the asshole at work that's like, hey, it's the 25th, it's National Telephone Day. How about on the 30th, it's National Honesty Day. That day, I'm, I'm going to walk in to wherever I am. I'm going to be like, you're fat. And they're going to be like, what? And I'm going to say, it's the 30th. Haven't you heard? It's National Honesty Day. Jerked off today. See ya. I came in my bed before I woke up today. I was alone. One small coffee. Sir, yes, you need to leave. Well, it's National Honesty Day. It does have a point. Two guys come in that look like each other. You guys are here on the wrong day. It's This is the 20th. Pet day. How basic that is shit is. That shit is. It's Italian. How basic that shit is. Every day's pet day. Every day you walk around, you see everybody with their fucking pets. What is this? Look at this. What is this? Uh, May? Go up. May? World Password Day. What? The fifth is Free Comic Book Day. The, si- the sixth is Nurses Day. The eighth is Teacher Appreciation Day. The ninth is receptionist day, which is like they were like, well, we'll do the teacher one and the receptionist. The 11th is eat what you want day. I mean, what, where, where do we live in? Fucking North Korea? You can do that anytime in the 15th is chocolate chip day. 18th is, oh, no dirty dishes day. What? Oh, the 20th. I'm not making this shit up. It's Be a Millionaire Day. Hey. Hey, guys. Does you walk around just, oh, 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 oh. Hello. It's it's my day. Why? Why, it's Be a Millionaire Day. Oh, 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 oh. 
Dude, be a millionaire day. I mean, come on, dude. Fucking start up, turn over the car, drive by, crash into, that's a fucking drive by that crashed into, be a millionaire day. What kind of cocksucker do you have to be to celebrate that? I want to know if there's be a billionaire day, scavenger hunt day, and then there's hamburger day. What kind of fat fuck do you have to be to celebrate hamburger day, you know? Just some guy at a desk. If you're a guy that celebrates Hamburger Day, you're a guy that eats on his belly. I mean, Juan Fire just Googled Wimpy from Popeye. That motherfucker always made me so hungry. Every time he would eat burgers, he'd just toss them up and eat burgers and shit. That shit made me so hum- hungry always. Every time I saw Wimpy eating burgers by the fucking, like they were Skittles, I was so hungry every time. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Worst businessman. Or best. That guy would die at 22. How old was Wimpy when he died? He looked old. I know he never lived. I get it. One fire looked at me weirdly. I get it. I know. Why does it make me hungry, though? Um. Yeah, there's too many fucking... I saw National Sibling Day the other day. Get, get, get you fucking asshole. Get, get out of your asshole. And then, same people who fucking post about that shit go to Coachella all day long. Everybody is at Coachella. Everybody's at Coachella. I already did a Coachella rant. I'm not going to do it again. But like, how about Beyonce talking about, she was like, she's asking media outlets not to post unflattering pictures about her. Hey, Beyonce, this is Earth. Hey, Beyonce, look around. Do you see the houses? Do you see the hills? Do you see the blue sky? Look down. Do you see grass or dirt? That's because this is Earth. And on Earth, there's the Internet. And when there's the Internet, there's shitty photos of famous people. Ask Ben Affleck. I can't think of Ben Affleck without thinking of Affleck. But, yeah, dude. She, I love to on Twitter, people were like, well, she can ask, but it's not going to happen. Oh, really? Housewife? Oh, really? A person? Well, she can ask. It's her life. But I don't think, I think honestly, people are going to, it's going to make it worse. Oh, really? You fucking two-bit tweeter? Um, yeah, dude. Like. What does she think? That's going to make it worse. I mean, dude, I'm not, I'm not, what am I, one, one millionth as famous as Beyonce? There's pictures of me, and I know I'm a comedian, so I take silly pictures sometimes, but there's pictures of me that I'm just like, oh, no. I'm literally like, oh, if a girl I was interested in wanted to date me and then Googled me and saw that picture... She wouldn't go out with me. I need that picture off of the internet. Now, Juan Fire is Googling pictures of me and pictures of my ex-girlfriend are coming up. And that's an extreme Juan Fire move. But it's all good. Juan Fire. 
Juan, Juan Gatridov is laughing in Juan Fire's face. Because even Juan Gatridov knows not to do that from his <laughs> Russian heritage. But Coachella, dude. Beyonce made history this weekend as the first black woman to headline Coachella. Isn't Coachella like four years old? How old is it? 11? Is it really that old? Oh, man. I, I, I love... I just love and hate the internet, you know? You got to do it. You got to... I think what Beyonce should do is post the unflattering pictures and be like, motherfucker, come at me. I know that's like my style, but like, and it's not Beyonce's style. But also like you just get older and you start looking more and more like a potato. That's just what happens. You know? Also, she's, I mean, dude, she's moving her body like a fucking, move your body like a snake charmer. What was that fucking? R. Kelly song? R. Kelly is specific when he makes music. You remind me of my Jeep. It's sexist. How come R&B can be so sexist? You haven't heard much about R&B, though, this year. That's probably why. Because R&B, people think hip-hop is sexist and country music is sexist. Nothing more sexist than R&B. You remind me of my Jeep, bitch. That's basically, you're a cunt face. You remind me of my Jeep. You're nothing... You're not good for anything but fucking. You remind me of my Jeep. You've got four wheels. Those are titties. I mean, remember when R. Kelly made that fucking 90-part song about being trapped in the closet? Heck. I mean, R. Kelly... Is there anybody who's more of a nut job than R. Kelly? By the way, that's my favorite fucking song of all time. I don't give a shit. R. Kelly was the fucking Paul Simon of R&B. Paul Simon would sing that shit. He would just be like, yeah, I walked to the store one day, and I walked to the store, I talked to the clerk, and the clerk, and then I fucking drank some little man, and I was walking down the street, and man, man. And, and white people were like, ah, that speaks to me. And then R. Kelly is just like, I was trapped in the closet for fucking 50 minutes, and white people are like, no. It's the same thing. R. Kelly has got to be the biggest nut job. I mean, he pees on 14-year-olds. That's enough. But also, his songs, dude. Look at this. We Googled it. The first thing that came up, Trapped in the Closet, Chapter 15. Hey, too many. R. Kelly. How many times has he open hand slapped a woman? Like for asking a question and just been like, bitch, you don't ask me shit. You don't ask me shit. Listen to the clock. Tick, tick till you get hit again. Right? And the girl's just like... I don't know. I control you, bitch. Just fucking. <laughs> you remind me of a dog. 
just pissing on her? R. Kelly is such a lunatic. And nobody, this is how much, this is how crazy R. Kelly is. Nobody really talks about how fucking bad he is at life. He Like Harvey Weinstein, you just look at him and you're like, oh, well, fuck this guy. We're going to take him down. He's a piece of shit. R. Kelly is insane. That's how you know he's insane because nobody's like, get R. Kelly. You know, he needs to be in jail because they're literally just like, oh, I don't know what the fuck to do with him. He pisses on 14-year-olds and sings about being trapped in a closet literally for 30 chapters or however many chapters it was. Just sit insane. I want to see that movie Rampage. I want to see gorillas and alligators, big motherfucking shits, just fighting each other and the rock doing sign language to an albino gorilla. That's what I want to see. And I want to see it because of the rock because he's a goddamn movie star and he might be the only one left. And the movie didn't do as well as they thought it was, but it was still number one. Because of The Rock. That movie is not even Rampage. It's Dwayne Johnson in Rampage. That's what that movie should be called. That guy's that guy's the shit. I read an article once where it was like, he's the male Beyonce. He is. He's the male Beyonce. That guy. I love The Rock. God, that guy fucking makes me laugh. Intentionally, too. Intentionally, not ironically or unintentionally. Like when he makes a joke, I go like this, ha ha ha, ah, the rock. And I mean it. He did it. Okay, mother effer. Like when he does that shit on, on Instagram because he won't say fuck, I go, ha ha ha, keep it a clean rock. Ah, he's a bad son of a bitch. He's a bad son of a bitch, isn't he? Ha ha ha. Kevin Hart is short. Ha, ha, ha. And I'll go, ah, he is. Fuck, ah, the rock. The guy's a fucking, the guy's a shit. Oh, oh, and let mark my fucking words, dude. You don't think, if you don't think the rock is going to run for president one day, You're a fucking idiot. What's the presidential song? The fucking how's it go? The that yeah. And the rock comes out. Ha! I'm gonna I'm gonna run for president. <laughs> America, you son of a bees. And I'll just be like, oh shit, we should vote for him. And it was like, yeah, yeah, we should vote for him. When I tweeted him once, I wrote, why is The Rock always posting, why is The Rock always posing like this on Instagram? And I did that thing where he's like this, and then he tweeted me back, because even my nose hair are handsome some bitches, and I'm showing them off. And then he put in parentheses, or it could be I'm too lazy to raise my arm any higher. And that, that made my day, because The Rock is, is my favorite movie star, straight up. I, I fucking, he's great. He's great. He is who he is. He, this is why I like him. He knows who he is, and he amplifies that. That's exactly 
right. Especially, first of all, it's right in life. It's especially right if you're a fucking movie star or in the entertainment business or on stage as a stand-up comedian. The guy's great, man. The guy's great. I'm a huge rock fan. I love him. I'll go see, I'll probably go see Rampage. I might go see tonight. But mark my words. You know, when I did Conan once, Conan said this, and then I did that. And I'll be like, oh, I remember that episode. Yeah, he's cool, man. He's a cool motherfucker. I didn't know what a good time to talk about this was on the episode, but I wanted to bring this up. Um, I should have op- I should have maybe opened with it, but it's a little bit more of a, a serious thing and a somber thing and a sad thing. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, it means a lot to us comics here. Uh, uh, Mitzi Shore passed away, and Mitzi Shore passed away, and it was a, it was a, a weird thing. It was first of all, it's a sad thing because she. Uh, owned the comedy store and she created the comedy store and um you know for for 46 years ago and it was a it's it was and is the greatest place for us as comedians to feel at home and to you know she always made it a point to where you could say whatever you want to on stage and not be judged and i always felt that at the comedy store and i don't feel that at all the other clubs i mean i i make myself feel that way when i'm doing the road and stuff like that but at the comedy store it felt like you were accepted for that for being unapologetic in your stances and in your comedy. And they wanted that. They wanted you as an artist to be that way. And I learned a lot at the Comedy Store because of that. Through Mitzi and through the people who ran the club that were employed by Mitzi. And I met her at least once. Um, And... uh, she was just like this this first of all she did so much for comedy but she was like this woman that that cared about it so much and like i always say here if you know you listen to this this um podcast you know i love when people are good and care about what they do but she loved finding talent and like nurturing comedians and loved trying to spot talent and you know she she told people what she thought of them and she made careers uh, made comedy careers she made stand up careers uh, happen. And she was one of the people that uh, started something. I can't, I can't, I'm paraphrasing this, but I was reading the other day about how she kind of like helped birth Comedy Central in a way, or what has come to be known as Comedy Central. But without her, comedy would be a different thing. Stand up would be a different thing today. She's just like a legend in comedy. And I don't know if. People who listen to this podcast know that. I know some of you do because you're comedy fans. Obviously, you listen to this podcast. But but people think of comedians as the people that change the game for comedy. And, oh, yeah, Richard Pryor and George Carlin and whoever, Eddie Murphy and, you know, the guys now that are, are moving comedy in the direction that it's moving. Um, but but there's also the people that aren't on stage that do that, like Mitzi Shore and, and, and others too. But Mitzi Shore was arguably the most important person who did who, who, who was that. And she, she passed away a few days ago. And, you know, I I knew her, I met her, like I said, once or twice, she passed me. I was one of the last, I was one of the last people that I was actually the last, the last person that she passed. I believe I was the last person that she passed, um, at the comedy store that where there were showcases 
I know she, I know she passed one other person after me, but just because she came to the club and saw him on stage and was like, put that person on the li- on the lineup a lot, and that was Justin Martindale, who's great. Um, but she just had a like she, she would do that. She would just have she would just see somebody and be like, put that person on every single night at ten o'clock, and whoever was running the club would be like, really, and and that person would then become you know. A, a a big comedic star because she felt like oh she would do stuff like that this person needs to open the show at nine o'clock every night for a year and she, because she thought that that person needed that in their journey or whatever you want to call it or you got to give this person late night spots uh, they got to go on at 1 a.m because they they need to talk to five people and become more conversational or whatever she would say and she had ideas for for every comedian, and she was like, "Oh, you know." They said, they said, they they called her like the godmother uh, at the comedy store. And uh, I just I, look, the comedy store is my favorite place, period, and it's my favorite building, and I love performing there. And she made it that way, and she meant a lot to me. And I, you know, I, she meant a lot to a lot of comedians, and I, you know, I think she knew that, um, but. It was just, it was just her not, and even though she wouldn't come to the club a lot anymore because, you know, in her last days, she, last few years, she's really fragile and, and old. And, um, but it was still a, 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 a weird moment uh, for me. I can speak for me. Uh, even though I, I didn't have many moments with her at all, but uh, just knowing that she had, had passed on and, it made me feel sad and it made me feel, I, I mean, I'm still figuring it out, you know, but I sit and I think about it uh, and the comedy store and, and, and just what she's done and how crazy it is that one person can do so much. And my heart goes out to the shores and Polly, uh, cause she's Polly Shore's mom. I don't know if people know, everybody knows that, but, um, you know, um, I, I fortunately so far don't know what that feels like yet to lose a parent, but that's, that's, uh, that's gotta be the worst. So, um, my, my heart goes out to Paulie. I think he's dealing with it well. I mean, I, I haven't talked to him yet, but, um, um, you know, he seems to be active and, and being sweet on Twitter to, to everybody who's talking about it and, uh, but we all, we all as comedians loved, loved what she did. And, um, even the people that didn't know her are like thankful about her. It's just, it's just really cool. It's cool that there's somebody like that and that comedians can, can have their moment where besides the fact that they're always making fun of everything to just like, you know, uh, be serious about something and, 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 and express to people how, how much she meant. Anyway, I'm kind of going on and on about this, but I just wanted I wanted to because she was a really important person in comedy, and she's and because of that, she was a really important person to me. And she she passed me at the club, and that meant I mean that's one of the fucking things in comedy that like comedians would start and be like, oh, I want to, oh, Mitzi Shore, will she see me? I mean, will she pass me? Do you think she thinks I'm good enough? And and that's just that's just cool cool to me that that I don't know. I appreciate that moment that that small moment that she gave me in my life and made me feel accepted. And I don't know. It's just a fucking awesome thing.
And so rest in peace or whatever they say, you know, to, uh, to Mitzi Shore. And thanks for what you did in comedy. Um, so that's what I have to say about that and much more probably, but, uh, that's it. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know how to get to back to silliness with that after that, but, uh, you know what we can do, uh, is I don't have an elder. I don't have a, uh, an, oh, I do have an IG actually, but before I do that, um, let's do this. I'll read that email. Uh, this guy, so one fire sent me this. And he wrote, I thought you'd like this one. Now, you guys, I've talked about how much I fucking hate San Diego. And I mean it. Okay. Because it sucks elephant dicks till the cows come home. And um, this guy writes me. I don't know. Should I say his name? Does it matter? Nah, fuck it. Uh, subject, San Diego. He emails one fire this, okay? And in the message he says, A-A-Y. So I already like this guy. I don't know if this is how I'm supposed to contact anyone, but fuck it. Whoever reads this, one fire, Ivan, get rid of, doesn't matter. It's absolutely not Chris because Slazy. Anyways, I listened back so long ago and heard Chris's rant about SD. Now, I've been in SD for six years now, almost seven, redundant detail. This is him saying this. And I can't agree with Chris Moore. Tell him that a San Diegan said, I'm so sorry for those fucking morons. A long time ago, Chris posted on Facebook asking where he should perform an SD, and I commented, dude, you should just stay the fuck home. He may have even blocked me now that I think about it, but I meant it from the bottom of my heart. I saw Harlan Williams in SD a while back, and, the heckled, and they heckled the shit out of him. He's the nicest fucking guy, and these fucking pieces of goddamn shit wouldn't shut the fuck up. If I were Chris, I would just stop performing here because there's too many idiots. I don't go out to the bars anymore because of them. I really want to see Chris, but I don't want to deal with the sad humanity of downtown SD on a weekend. I saw Bill Burr twice up at a casino in Funner, California. I'm not kidding. That's a real fucking city. I would totally drive 30 minutes north to see Chris, and I know he can fill that room. Don't let the idiots make you sour to SD. You have a lot of fans here that will travel a little bit to see you. Just realize I'm giving fucking advice to a professional stand-up comedian like my piece of shit-ass knows what I'm talking about. What an asshole, you know? Anyway, love you guys. Love the podcast. Been a fan since TMP episode one. Well, Casey, thank you for your email. I feel like Casey Kasem. Well, Casey, thank you for your email. This one, thank you for your honest email. We love what you said about San Diego, and, well, we totally agree. Well, on that note... Here's a little special song for you. That shit made me laugh, dude. I was laughing. One fire. Hey, look, one fire. He can get fired and Ivan get rid of. We can throw him out the window. But these guys know me, man. And when they send me an email, I read it because they know my sensibility and my sense of humor. So on that note, we'll take you out with a banger. That's why I fucked your bitch. Shrewd. Um, all right. So, uh, oh, I also have an IG, uh, which is a good one. I found a, a fucking good one. Someone sent it to me. Uh, let me let me do it before I do the intro. Here we go. Get him to my uh-oh saved ones. Uh, hey, guys. It's time for the most fucked up Instagram post of the week. Uh-oh. The most fucked up Instagram post of the week. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Gunk. Gunk. Gunk.
Here we go. This one is... Uh... Okay. I'll just do the caption first. This is what she says. I want you to really live. So, so she's taking interest and giving us advice to all of her followers. And she's got a lot of followers, I think. Oh, yeah. I want you to really live. Oh, first, now that's so sweet of you, dude. I want you to really live. I want you to take adventures and break your own fucking rules. She says fucking so you know that she means business. Blow your own mind. Stop living what you think you should do and start feeling what you should do. Requirements, bank accounts, systems, they are all bullshit. Stop being a slave to the money. Disregard all superficiality because trust me, it's not the answer. Nine times out of ten when people say this shit, they're, t they're literally writing a note to themselves. This one says, loving life and all this freedom with, uh, I guess this is her man. I'm not going to say his name. Thank you for being exactly who you are. There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story within you. Go be you. Heh. Sad stuff everybody has been saying for years. Heh. You're not a philosopher. And in the picture, she's in a fucking... I don't even know what it is. It's like a house with no walls and a window, looking out a window, even though the house is outside. And she's looking at the rear end of a horse. And we can't see her face. And she's naked. Of course she's naked, dude. What's wrong with everybody? Everybody's a fucking psychopath. A legitimate psychopath. We develop psychopaths. How do I do this? How do I undo that? Anyway. We develop psychopaths. We develop psychopaths. Hey, guys. Hey, world. Stop developing psychopaths. Um, all right. Look, that's it. We went over an hour and 10 minutes. And you guys, we had a good time. I know it was mostly me doing all the heavy lifting and work, but you guys, you came through and you listened to the podcast. And I'll tell you what, our numbers are growing. And pretty soon, pretty soon, we'll all be in that log cabin in the woods or on the field or wherever the fuck we are. But you guarantee, I guarantee you we'll be sitting Indian style and we'll be sharing ideas and getting fucked and sucked and leaving, living that hedonistic lifestyle. And honestly, it's better than coming. Uh, do we do have any outros or what? Okay. It's better than coming. Square Cash. Have you switched yet? Download the free Square Cash app, enter rewards code congrats, and get $5 and give $5 to Time's Up Get and get it for, and uh, so you're a good person. So get it for iOS or Android now. Follow the leader tour. That's my tour. Buy tickets on crystalia.com. I'm going to Huntsville, Nashville, Denver, Boise, Eugene, Sacramento, Red Bank, Wilmington, Wilmington, uh, Reading, Reading or Reading? I don't know. Reading, I would say. Reading, Reading. Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Midwest City, Oklahoma, Dallas, Portland, Hampton Beach, Mashantucket, Houston, Wichita, Kansas City, Lincoln, uh, Reno, Las Vegas, uh, uh, and that's, and I got the third leg coming soon. Um, 
and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You get to see me live doing this podcast. Not live. Well, I did it live. But um, And uh, download the Crystalia app if you want to see on this shit. I went live. You get the, the shit uh, before it even airs. And then subscribe, rate, and review the show. That really helps us out. It helps, you know, grow the cult and develop more babies. Uh, video message, video episodes go up Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Watch my specials. Go on Netflix. Share Man on Fire. Share all the other ones. And uh, thank you for listening, babies. You guys are the best. It ain't safe, 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 so white. Um, and just remember, I seriously want you to remember, it's better than coming. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs>